0: Let's pray Father in heaven We thank you for This Lord's day We thank you for each and Everyone that is Present this morning We thank you for your goodness For this reminder On this day That Christ did not only Suffer, was not only Crucified, was not only Buried, but that he Rose from the dead. With this certainty, we look forward to his returning. He who has taken our first place that we be blessed. Thank you for this religious holiness that in your planning and providences, you give us such seasons that we may remember these great events in the history of the Christian faith. We ask our God that may this Easter period be a reference point for a soul, for a soul that they will look back and would be able to say during the Easter season I looked to Christ applied to my heart the work of Jesus Christ in his being cursed because he hung on the tree he was hung because he suffered for my sins and I experience now the blessing of Abraham and the resultant blessing, the gift of the Holy Spirit. We ask our Father, this will not simply be another Easter period. Grant that our God in heaven, some will be met by you as they look to you for salvation. We thank you for the announcements given. We thank you for the visitors, each and every one of them. We do pray that you bless them, even as you bless us together with them. We thank you, O oh God, for the notices that we called upon to respond. We ask that we respond to these notices appropriately. We plead, our Father, that we pay attention to our calendar of activities. That as we remind we, our Father, will not forget but that will act on these notices. We pray for the men's fellowship. That our God in heaven, you cause us to come on the 29th, to meet on this Monday, and to fellowship together and challenge us as men to be faithful to you, but also to minister to one another. We pray for the Holy Bible week. We ask our God, draw those that must come to this program. Pray for those running with it. Pray for the facilitators. We grant them grace and cause them to truly instruct those that will attend the word of God. We thank you, O Holy One of Israel, for the weekly meetings. Pray that we will be available for the prayer meetings, for the Bible studies, for the Lord's Day, and in each and every program of the Lord's Day. We thank you for our brother, Professor of Sky here, Eight years of service, eight years of fellowship, eight years of being an encouragement, and eight years, our Father, of calling and serving in the diaconate. Many, our Father, we're grateful for the services that is rendered. Now it pleased you to relocate them as a family to Lusaka. We thank you that they've already identified a place of worship, Evangel Baptist Church. Would you commend our brother and the family that they will be of service there. That their gifts will be used to the glory of your name. And for the building of that local church. For the edification of the soul there. But also for their growth. We pray that they will find a home. That even evangelize the normalized membership there. We commend them to you. That they will be involved as a family. And they will be involved to the fullest. We thank you for the responsibility of our brother. In establishing up this work that is being called to, we ask that you use him even in that context for your glory. Father, we pray for many men, such as him and women, who be of significant roles in our country and even significant roles as Christians. So we ask that you make a difference for the glory of Christ, but also for the good of our nation. So bless your children. And that caused them to settle and settle quickly in Roussaka and that our fathers they visit as they will in the times to come that again will cherish those moments. So bless these children. Thank you for this Lord's Day. Thank you for the singing, the song sung reminding us of the death and the resurrection of our Savior. I was reflect on the Holy Scriptures, we ask that our God, you speak to us, cause us particularly to celebrate the resurrection as the seal A guarantee of all That Christ has done That we can truly say thank you That the finished work on the cross Truly was sealed and Christ came out of the tomb And is coming again So cause that many among us Would be able to say That we died with Christ And rose with him Even in the symbolism Of baptism Rising with him newness of life Bless the preaching of your word And the listening to the same Save, we plead again And challenge to holiness, we ask In, Je- in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen Just an encouragement As you turn to Galatians chapter 3 Particularly to the men That the last man we should have met uh, the meeting didn't go as planned. Uh, and There is a possibility that you are discouraged to come uh, because the one that was asked to come and speak to us was busy, didn't foresee it. Uh, but please do come uh, this Monday, the 29th. Uh, do not be discouraged. The men's fellowship will go on and you'll run. We trust this Monday, uh, even more effectively. Monday, the twenty-ninth and as we do this uh, just an invitation to the praise Him. Now I noticed when they were singing, those that were up here were initially twelve and then I realized there were nine and then I remembered they have gone to Sunday school. I'm looking for a day when all of us will be in this family worship children and adults so if there is a network uh, if there is a phone call we can send that at the end of the service I'll be asking the praise team uh, to come and sing the third from the last. Uh, I think uh, if you come from there is a song you sang alone and there is a song we sang together but there was a third one. So one, two, three from the bottom. One, two, three. We will sing that one. Third from last. So just three has that one. And if there is some network to send uh, to those that have gone out, I would like them to come in and the praise team will lead us in that one. And then we shall sing together at the closing hymn. Just in case at the closing you notice a difference, I have asked by Timber that we will close for selfish reasons. And you will see what happens at the close of uh, this day. If you have your watches, you notice that it is 1057. Uh, it's almost 11 because of the nature of the service. And I am assigned at the very minimum 45 minutes. Uh, so please, when I go beyond 11.30, don't begin to feed. Uh, today was long. I just needed to tell you it's still 45 minutes within time. If we get to 13 hours, bless the Lord. <laughs> okay, so the nature of the service yes. dictates that sometimes we go a little bit beyond. So we will not uh, stop sharp at 11.30. We might need to go beyond by 15 minutes. So target to fish at 12.45. 11.45. <laughs> 11.45. You don't want to stumble the brethren. Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. Verse 13 and 14. Verse 13 and 14. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 and 14. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, "Cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole. If you're using the NIV version, I am using It sounds a little strange. It sounds like this for Paul. So let's replace it with on a tree. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. We've considered what the phrase means. He took our place. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us for it is written CURSE is everyone who is harmed on a pole. Answer the question What does it mean to be cursed? What is this curse of the law that the Lord Jesus Christ became for us? This morning Very quickly, and if you notice me paying a little more attention to the notes, is that I would like to bring out as much as I have written down here. The third question, what is the blessing of Abraham? What is the blessing of Abraham? He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles. What is the blessing of Abraham? The blessing that Christ has secured by becoming a curse for those who have looked to him by faith. The blessing that Christ has secured by becoming a curse for those who have looked to him by faith. What is this blessing that Christ has attained? for us. The blessing or the blessings of Abraham in the context of Galatians is the blessing of justification by faith. It is the blessing of being accepted by God. It is the blessing of being declared not guilty It is the blessing of entering into fellowship because reconciled by the work of Christ. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written "Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles. Verse 7 of chapter 3. Why I'm arguing it is the blessing of justification, the same as the blessing of being accepted, the same as the blessing of being declared not guilty, the blessing of being reconciled to God through Christ, the blessing of salvation. The Apostle Paul in chapter 3, verse 7, understands then that those who have faith are children of Abraham. Scripture foresaw that God would justify. Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So those who rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse as it is written in is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Clearly, verse 11, no one who relies on the law is justified before God because the righteous will live by faith. The law is not based on faith. In that context, you read in verse 13, Christ redeemed us by becoming a curse so that we may be blessed the blessing of Abraham the Apostle Paul is showing that in the same way Abraham was accepted in the same way Abraham was justified in the same way Abraham was saved this we must emphasize many times when you ask people How was Abraham saved? How was Moses saved? How was Daniel saved? You can even among us get a sense that seems to appear different from the way we are. Abraham was saved by faith through Jesus Christ. That same way is the way that we are saved. The blessing of Abraham is the justification by faith, and as a consequence of this, as a result of this, the gift of the Spirit, which we will deal with separately. Blessing of Abraham is the liberty that comes by being purchased by Christ to freedom. That this Abraham who was called out of his native nation called out of his own people and has to be on a journey to where God would lead him and along that journey God says to him through you many nations will be blessed just as I've called you out and blessed you and saved you through you so we speak we are children of Abraham it's the blessing of liberty Abraham coming from the Babylonians or the Chaldeans a nation enslaved in idolatry and in all kinds of vice and sin God calls him out of it and sets him on a path of freedom and it is that freedom that we are blessed through Abraham oh that is the blessing the Apostle Paul calls in the text he redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to us. The NIV underscores this fact that this blessing was also a gift to Abraham, and it is a gift to us. And this gift is the gift of belonging, the gift of liberty, the gift of being set free, the gift of fellowship, the gift of being in union with Christ and with God the gift of having reconciliation with God and the Apostle Paul says this is the reason Jesus became a curse for us the Judaizers, like every other religion on earth wanted to lead the Christians into slavery but Christ died to set them free and when the Son of Man sets you free You are free indeed. In this sense we must say salvation is not exchanging one form of bondage for another. Salvation is being set free from the bondage of sin and the law into the liberty of God's grace through Christ. That is the blessing of Abraham. The blessing is eternal life, salvation, and all the corollary or resulting or subsequent blessings and pleasures of this life. The blessing is eternal life, salvation, and all the corollary that is resulting subsequent blessings because of the blessing of salvation package, is referred to in our text, the blessing given to Abraham. Therefore, when you read this blessing, that it's eternal life, you reflect on the duration, the length, the period of this blessing, the period of this blessing given to Abraham or the blessing of Abraham the ESV puts it this blessing for which Christ became a we may have it is eternal one of the exercises you want to do is simply look up similar words eternal means what without end never to cease, ceaseless, everlasting, interminable, endless, for all eternity, from the beginning of being given to future, infinite in that sense, not past, but infinitely future, no dying, no disruptions. No breaking of the chain. Jesus Christ was cursed. Became a curse in our place. That we may have this eternal. That we may have this everlasting. That we may have this interminable. That we may have a ceaseless existence. Glorious existence. The blessing is not temporary. Somebody put it this way that if you are to say the blessing is like the sand on the seashore, that's limited. That one day you can count all the grains of sand on the seashore, they will end. One day. That's not eternal. If you say the blessing is like the stars of the heavens, millions and billions of them, one day the counting will end. That's not eternal. Eternal means there is no end. When you begin to count and begin to count, assuming time is existing there, one, you continue counting, you don't stop the number line goes on infinitely. Surely, surely you want to live that long. Surely you do. Why wouldn't you look to Christ and have this? Now this eternal life will not begin when you die. Now this eternal life begins when you look to Christ effectually for salvation. At that point, effectually, it is given to you and what is given to you is eternal life. <laughs> this is the blessing of Abraham. <clears throat> this is where the poor man whose name is Lazarus, when he entered into glory land, is described as being in the bosom of Abraham, experiencing in the intermediate eternal life. This is the life of the transfiguration that Moses and others were caught up in and a kind of other fortress of how this is. Eternal life. This eternal life, this blessing of Abraham is quality life. This is life excellent This is life eminent. This is the highest definition of the fineness of life humanity can ever enjoy. So the quality, the excellence, the eminence, the fineness of this blessing, it's perfect, flawless, and incorruptible. And the Apostle Paul in First Corinthians 15 labors to do that. <coughs> labors to do that. And we consider this at some point. We die weak, we shall rise in power. We die corruptible, we shall rise incorruptible. We die perishable, we shall rise imperishable. We shall rise in righteousness. In perfect, without blemish. That's what the son is working towards. That on that day he will present his church before the father without spot or blame or wrinkle. It's a perfect life. It's a life, I said before, where three people are gathered and they are talking and they are looking in your direction. You don't get concerned because you know, whatever they may be saying, it is not gossiping about you. When you are in heaven, when people are talking and they look at you, they laugh. You can laugh with them because you know that's not about bad things. Because it's a perfect life. In our time, when people are talking, they look at you, they laugh. You look at them, they look away, they laugh. You get worried. Even if you are in a good mood, whatever you are doing, you are disturbed. The, the topic where you are changes. No, It's a corrupted world. Heaven. Existence. Surely you want to be in that It's a world. For every decision, every program, everything that will be done. Perfect. The singing will not need the encouragement from the temple. The singing will be glorious. Oh, by the way, you better practice singing now. Because that activity is there in eternity. Better begin praising God. I am convinced that we will not be praying in heaven. There will be no Bible devotions there. There will be no evangelists. So we may as well do that now. See. Read the book of Revelation. To be excellent. Perfect. The abundance. Of this love. Or lavishness of this blessing. What I'm doing is to lay this blessing out in terms of its beauty. And then ask the question, is it guaranteed? Is it guaranteed? The abundance or lavishness of this blessing. This salvation, blessing of Abraham, is described in John. And a little bit of slowing down there, John chapter 10, as life to the full or abundant life. This life is life to the full, NIV puts it. This life is a life in abundance, I think the KJV, or life more abundantly. What does that mean? What we have as life to the full in the NIV is literally as translated by the New King James Version, that they may have it more abundantly. The sense is that those who have looked to Christ for this blessing may have abundance or that which abounds, the word denotes that which is super added to make life happy, to make life pleasurable, to make life enjoyable, that the addition is a super addition, that the description is that life to the full, the description is that we may have it more Abundantly, It is lavished on us. Those who are redeemed shall not merely have life. You now, beloved, it would be a glorious blessing if God had just saved us for all eternity without addition. If only he saved, even in this life for example, for those of you that live reasonably good life, uh, your salary is 45,000 kwacha not let's say the kwacha dollars. That's your salary. Uh, for you, you wake up in the morning, you do not ask, I need to sell for six months to buy. You say, tomorrow I'm buying a Mercedes-Benz. Not too clever. I talk to another no, big one. That's you. If you just say, this life I enjoy, you live this life, not dying, that would be great. If God said to me, Life you are living now, Pastor Lama, except for the sickness of your wife. The life you are living with good health, able to drink tea in the morning, that's why I came into town. (laughs) Able to have reasonable fuel. Able to be able to visit one place or the other. This life, Pastor Lama, you live in nice houses, nice time, Italian life. This life, you won't die. I would say to God, <laughs> Oh, if the alone with the family, that's not what he says. That's not what he says. John says that we may have life more abundantly. So when we read in the Galatians, he redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham. It's a blessing and all subsequent in abundance. There is no lack in heaven. There is no deficiency. There is no inadequacy. There is no inefficiency. There is no slowing down. Everything flows perfectly. There is no water shortage. There is no score. Power failure. There is no increment of minimum. There is no growing grey air. Whatever eggs you have in your body, whatever kind of pulling you have, and I think some of the deacons who are in my age but I'm 10 years older than them, they're saying, I sprained my back and I'm thinking, you're young! (laughs) Is this life to come. More abundantly. You can, for those of us in our 40s and 50s, No, let me change the statement. For those of you in your 40s and 50s, then for those of us in our 60s and 70s, you get to play football, soccer. You know, you realize you've grown old when you think you do better than a 15-year-old boy, only to realize you could play <laughs> It's this life. If you have to football in heaven, it will be better than Maradona's. What do you imagine you will do? It's an abandoned life. The <laughs> like trying to suffering, the emphasis was about the negative, the dealing with sin and everything. What the Lord death is a positive aspect. They shall have all the superadded things which are needful to make them, to make that life eminently blessed and happy. It will be a great act of mercy to keep men merely from annihilation or hell, but Christ will give more than mere existence in heaven. He, he will give such ones eternal joy, eternal peace. The society of the blessed, and all those other means of felicity, that is, happiness, of pleasure, of blessedness, which are prepared for them in the world of glory. God has done all that needs to be done for you to enjoy this life, for which Christ became a curse, that we may have the blessing of Abraham. Blessing of Abraham, salvation is a rich and absolutely satisfying life. It is a life defined as lavishing, lavishness. And the word that lavishness comes in the family with is extravagance, lushness, luxury, incomparable. In this world, we are one, don't be extravagant. (laughs) In this world, that's a dangerous path. In this world, you don't want to be extravagant. In heaven! That's what it's about! Ephesians chapter 1. Just in case you say, are you sure? Yes, I am. Ephesians chapter 1. Look at how the Apostle Paul defines this life. Life in terms of our Christ. He places it upon us. Ephesians 1 verse 7 to 8. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 8 and this is in the context of all spiritual blessings given to us. In verse 7 we read, in him we have redemption. We have this in Galatians 3, he's redeemed us. The apostle Paul here: in him, we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins. Why? He became a curse in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Verse 8. That he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. This is not careless blessings. This is wise blessing. This is understandingly provided. It's lavished. Will be lavished even gloriously in that place. That is a blessing of. Abraham. The president was campaigning. Sometimes you hope these are things that don't happen. They do. The president is campaigning. One of the men points to him and says, Zaba. And the president celebrates. There is one who, to whom God and silver belong. There is one to whom we can point and say, He has the Kasaka proper. He has the Kasaka proper. Uh, the president may have the Kasaka for now. You can debate whether he should or he shouldn't, but may have the Kasaka for now. Oh, but beloved, you may not have the Kasaka today even the little you have in your account may not amount to much but there is a biblical injunction to this effect lay your treasures in heaven where your soul will be your treasures must be so the kasaka must belong there and this life in the heaven is life abundant life to the full the richness of this life is experienced at the very entrance of the eternal kingdom. Here is what we read in Second Peter one verse ten to eleven, describing the richness, the blessedness, the extravagance of this life. Peter said the following in Second Peter chapter one verse ten to eleven: Therefore, my brothers, be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you'll never fall and you receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The welcome is rich. Welcome is awesome. One word diviners put it this one, in defining this fullness of life which Jesus Christ became a sin or a curse that we may have this blessing. It is not merely it is not merely it is not merely than the life of wicked men whose blessings are a curse for them or than their own life only in the present state of things, or than long life promised under the law to the observers of it but even that of the life of Adam in innocence. This eternal life is beyond the garden of Eden. And the argument is this that Adam experienced physical life. Adam was in constant danger of breaking the law. We will not. There will be no two trees or one tree. Tree of life and of don't eat. No. There will only be one sheep. Only one. And you can eat from it as long and as much as you want. But this man continues to say, But even then the life of Adam had an innocence which was but a natural and moral, not a spiritual life. It is a life than that which angels live in heaven. It is a life of abundance of grace from Christ. All spiritual blessings in him now. And awfulness of joy, glory, and happiness thereafter. When he saved the life better than the life of Adam in the garden of innocence. The life of angels. He defends his position. Jesus did die for angels. He died for us. Angels are never described as the apple of God's eye, we are. Angels are not the apex of God's creation, humanity is. Angels who not stand judge, for us, we will stand judge. Angels are never given second opportunity, we are given. Oh, by the way, let me say this again. Please, when you refer to Christ, it is not correct to say he is a God of second chances. He's a God of a million chances. God does not give you one opportunity and a second done. If that was true, guess what would have happened to all of us here? Guess what would have happened? If God was like us, no, second chance that one done, we would all be dead. That is why these opportunities, even to use chances wrong, his opportunities are described as gracious dealings without not a God of first chance, second, third, but is a God. As long as you have life, <coughs> as long as you have life, have you lived 40 years, multiply that by 36 six days. That's how much opportunity God has repeatedly given. Will you surely squander that? Will you forfeit? This life. The phrase can be read. That is from John ten ten. Comparatively or absolutely, Both additions. Comparatively, it means that the redeemed will have a life more abundant than that which was lost and forfeited by sin, more abundant than that which was promised by the law of Moses, length of days in can, more abundant than could have been expected or than we are able to ask or think. Understood with the or sense of comparison that they might have abundance or might have it abundantly, Christ came to give life and a lot more. Something better. Life with advantage. That in Christ we might not only live, but live comfortably, live plentifully, live and rejoice. Life in abundance is eternal life. Life without death or fear of death. Life and much more in heaven. When you read in Galatians, He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to us. That's the blessing. Will you surely repeat that? Notice, the beauty of this blessing is not just in its duration, it is simply not to do with its quality. It is not simply to do with its abundance but it has to do with also with whom you live it. The presence with whom you live One of the things my, one life, my wife and I repeatedly said, my father-in-law is dead, both my parents are dead, but always. accept. We wish they were around to see their grandchildren. We wish they were here. But we say if they were around, there is a level of joy that they would have enjoyed because they would have said, My grandchildren. My grandchildren. There is a brother. Well, we say brother in marriage, but I'm told there's no such thing. He is dead, and we visited him once in Malawi. And our first daughter, Amanda, was about three or four years and went to Malawi and she could not understand Shewa. She could only speak English as the school, son of a daughter of a pastor. But you should see the pride of this brother of mine. Now, Took this daughter in the village, and at some point you are thinking, <laughs> 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 and introducing this child and said. I can go to Zambia. Uh, this one is... And you could see the smile. <laughs> and we say on occasion, we wish she was around to see this girl grown up and enjoy this fellowship. Beloved, it. It's not my mother. It's not your mother with Formula fellowship. It's God himself you read the apostle Paul, it's going home. That fellowship that was affected in the garden, when they ate, that's the first thing. Affected, there is a distance. That fellowship will be restored glorious We shall be in the presence. We shall see him as he is. We shall see him face to face. That's we shall enjoy this life Now husbands know that life with wives is glorious except a few times. Ah, there will be no those moments in heaven. Wives know that husbands are good men. Sometimes. They wish they did not know them. There won't be that in heaven. Children know that parents are loving, just that sometimes they are harsh, they are wanting that in heaven. The present that makes this blessing incomparably, outstandingly beautiful, God. God. We said yesterday, that a case is the righteous judgment of God upon a sinner, where the sinner is cast out of the presence of God God into hell forever. Well, the blessing is God's gracious acceptance of a sinner through Christ, where such a sinner by faith is welcomed in the presence of God in heaven forever. Will you be home? One of the immediate effects of the fall was the straining of intimate fellowship between man and God. The blessing of Abraham, justification or salvation brings back this fellowship. (coughs) At its peak, in eternal experience, we will be in heaven. The recipients of this blessing, the redeemed. Verse 14, he redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. It's the redeemed. It's the saved. It's those who can say, I am a Christian. Those who can say, I am a child of God. Those who can say, I belong to the children of this God, those who can pray the Lord's Prayer, our Father and personalize it, my Father. Only those, only those, will have this blessing. So it's a this morning for all of us. Well, very quickly, what about the promise of the Holy Spirit? Or the promised Holy Spirit in Galatians returns to a subject in question form. Notice that this is our God began in this chapter 2, verse 3. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by observing the law? So the subject of the Spirit is not beginning now, verse 3. Are you so foolish after beginning with the Spirit? Are you now trying to attain your goal by human efforts? And he goes back to this in chapter 4, verse 6. Because your sons... you are redeemed. Because you are saved, God sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, the Spirit who calls out Abba, Father. The promised Holy Spirit is understood as the Spirit of adoption, the Spirit of sonship with God, the Spirit of God to attest that we are redeemed. The promise of the Spirit or the promised Spirit is here, someone has put it, put for all the blessings connected with the Christian faith. It includes evidently the miraculous agency of the Holy Spirit and all his influences in renewing the heart, in sanctifying the soul and in comforting the people of God. I'm not leaving as often. I'll send you the paraclete. These influences have been obtained in virtue of the sufferings and death of the Lord Jesus Christ in the place of sinners. And these influences were the sum of all the blessings promised by the prophets. So that in Ephesians chapter 1, 13 to 14 we read, And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having believed you are marked in him with a seal, the promise Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. The possible. My position on this is that it's not giving us two blessings, but it's simply saying the blessing of Abraham are the consequence, the blessing from his Holy Spirit are the package and all that he brings. Who are those who who can attend the blessing acquired by Christ, by becoming a curse? And how is this blessing acquired? How can you say you have this blessing? The blessing and the liberation is attained by faith and not works either of the law or of any works of man. Paul labors in this chapter to prove that justification, made right, That to be freed from the condemnation and the curse of the law. That to be freed and to attain the blessing that Christ provides is by faith. Read Galatians chapter 3 verse 1 and 2. Galatians chapter 3 verse 5 to 9. Galatians chapter 3 verse 11 to 14. By faith, by faith, by faith. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. The blessing will be yours. Does the Lord put sinners under a curse? Yes, it does. But Christ has redeemed us from that curse. Do you want the blessing of Abraham? I guess you do. It comes through Christ. Do you want the gift of the Spirit, but you are a Gentile? This gift is given through Christ to the Gentiles, to the Jews as well. All that you need is Christ. There is no reason to go back to Moses. Oh, but very quickly Is this guaranteed? Does this sound too good to be true? Is this really a certainty? Or is it simply a possibility? Acts chapter 17 Acts chapter 17 Notice there, in the negative But overall, for all the works of God What is the proof? What is the evidence? What is the guarantee? Acts chapter 17, verse 31. The resurrection, the sealing of the blessing and the blessings of God. If Christ has simply died and not come out of the tomb, we would be hopeless. Acts 17, verse 31. Let's begin from verse 29. Therefore, Of this to everyone By raising him From the dead Jesus has promised Regarding judgment That he will judge anyone who does not repent What's the proof he has given He has given proof Of this to everyone By raising him From the dead When we say today Jesus is the reason We are saying God has given proof not only of judgment, but of blessings. Isn't that what First Corinthians fifteen is about? It is God's guarantee of judgment. First Corinthians Acts 1731. It is God's guarantee for our resurrection. Acts fifteen thirteen. It is God's guarantee, that's 1 Corinthians 15, 13. It's God's guarantee, assurance of sealing, stamp of the profitability, the efficacy of the faith, and the liberty from sin. First Corinthians 15, verse 14. It is the assurance of hope in this life, of the life to come. First Corinthians 15, 19. It is the assurance of the work of our labor not being in vain. First Corinthians 15, 58. Let us summarize all this this way. It is the singing of the blessing and the blessings of Christ. So that when we sing, Lord in the grave, he lay. Jesus my Savior, waiting the coming day. Jesus my Lord. Oh, we must also sing, Up from the grave he arose. With a mighty triumph over his foes. He arose the victor from the dark domain and he lives forever with his saints to reign he arose he arose hallelujah Christ arose vainly they watch his bed Jesus my savior vainly they seal the day Jesus my Lord death cannot not keep his prayer Jesus my savior he tore the birds away Jesus, my Lord, up from the grave, He arose. He rose from the dead to see the cross. Is this promise yours? If it is not, please look come the one who has risen from the dead. And he will see you your blessing and mine. Are you sure you are not under the curse of the Lord? Are you sure you have the blessing of Abraham? If you do, it's guaranteed. If this is what God has done, salvation is a certainty. No one, no one can bring it to a stop. Christ is reason. I think it's Albert Martin who said, if we must lose salvation, somebody must go to heaven. Bring Jesus down to earth, put him back in the grave and bury him again. But if he's out of the grave, it is guaranteed. Sure, you don't want to miss such glorious blessings. Right. Father, we run short of words on how to describe your goodness to us. Thank you for Jesus Christ. Thank you that he took our place. He became the thirst. He was beaten, pierced, Nails were driven through his palms and feet, a crown of thorns on his head, spat upon, red and mocked, insulted, almost left naked on the cross, stretched, hanging loose, there was pulling on his muscles and bones, but even as that was painful, he bore our sins. Experienced the displeasure of the father looking away. We do not understand what that means. But he cried, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The agony of sin was upon him. (coughs) All this, all this, that we may have the blessing of Abraham. An abandoned life. Oh Lord, why would any not look to you for this life? Please save. grant no one no peace. Only when they come to you. Give them a heart that will not be at rest <laughs> until they address the state of their heart. Grant them the reality of being enemies of God until they are reconciled to you. Cause them to experience the agony of slavery of the curse of the law. Grant such torment. They will look to Christ and enjoy this life. Please call. Please save. In Jesus' name.